0: You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast.
1: The Trek Files, Season 11, Episode 12, William Shatner Live, 1977. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek. Larry Nemacek. Well, welcome back, Star Trek fans. Hey, especially you. Well, ah, yes, you canonistas. I said that, lovingly. you tech heads, too. This week, I'm really going to appeal back around to the Star Trek historians. And you know what? I don't know. Do we need to start a whole new category of the Star Trek sociologists? I don't know. Fandom as a culture? I mean, we talk about that a lot on the Trek Files, even as we look at, you know, the history of Trek and what it means for us all today. Uh, We've had guests on from time to time that that delve more that direction, and for Star Trek to have been a TV series on a screen, no matter what era we're talking about, and then a game, uh, all that you know, books and all. There is still that live aspect component, whether you're seeing an orchestra play a score, or yes, you're at a convention or a cruise, taking a tour, whatever you're doing. um, But just those solo shows—it was so awesome recently to see Patrick Stewart promoting his book live at live event, just speaking tours again. Of course, it all almost feels like that was kickstarted. Well, with the great bird himself back in the 70s. So this week, it's a thrill for me to ask back to have as a guest again, well, someone we've heard from recently. Uh, I'm not gonna give any more away. You know what to do. Go check out our documents at the Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Trek files. You'll see what we've got lined up for you this week. It's a lot of fun. Here's an equally fun little audio sample, but come right back and I'll be here with this week's special guest. shatner captain of science fiction's most famous starship went on a college tour this past season campuses across the country turned out in overwhelming numbers to hear and see their hero now a two record album of that record-breaking tour william shatner live the first record contains unusual and exciting excerpts from shakespeare rostan and hg wells you can hear how science fiction developed through the ages on this one-of-a-kind lp The second record is a classic, droll stories, humorous anecdotes, the fun and laughter of Bill's inside stories on the filming of his legendary TV series. Ride right, Star Trek a file with an F. I don't know that we've ever had an audio sample delivered with such verve. <laughs> but then look at this material. Look at this material. I, we're all smiling and laughing here. I, hey, look, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to welcome back to the show. Um, you heard her as, as the uh, leader, longtime supporter of the William Shatner Letter Exchange. We had her on a few weeks back. I want to talk about live Star Trek in the 70s, a couple of great examples here and more. Luann, Luann Fortier, thank you for joining us again to talk talk about this.
0: Hey, Larry, this is so much fun. <laughs> hey,
1: listen, again, not like live events and even live solo events are not a longtime Star Trek thing, but there's something, there's going to be something special before videotape and Entertainment Tonight and YouTube and all of that That about going to see Star Trek folks live. Oh, sure. And you were there, you were there for, um, well, the Gene Roddenberry tour. I want to talk to you about that. But uh, when you were at William Shatner Letter Exchange, you helped promote this this Shatner record thing. So tell me, we've got some of the documents this week. Tell me about how that how your memory of this and how it kind of how it kind of came to you.
0: Well, I think Eleanor sent me not only a handwritten letter promoting it, but then she sent me three, four, five pages of his type pages of his tour dates. For these colleges, and I was lucky enough to go to one uh one of the first ones was at c u Boulder, and so got to see Shatner there and that was let's see. I had seen him before when I was thirteen he was promoting the Transformed man got an autograph was amazing, oh. but uh yeah, this show was was pretty pretty great, except the reviews said the fans were pretty upset because. It was supposed to include the blooper reel, and mm-hmm. I believe Jeans was also supposed to have the blooper reel, but for some reason, they, they had a legal block on it, so he couldn't, so a lot of people were disappointed. But mm. it, Shatner could have just stood there for two hours, and I would have been happy. I don't, he was there. It was great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm so shocked. I'm so, now let's back up just a minute. We said Eleanor. So Eleanor was Gunderson. Uh, Gunderson was your contact at Lemley, which was Shat- Shatner's production yeah. company.
0: Yeah, yeah. So thankfully, she was very helpful in getting the word out. So we spread the 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 word, and uh, I hope a lot of people went. I have the album right in my little hands here. Two album well, came with a poster and everything.
1: Oh oh no. that's yes i remember the ad from starlock at the yeah. time and that's such yeah. a bizarre shatner with his le- black leather jacket and the mics all pointing yeah. it looks like it's almost like it's a it's a Retra devo uh solo i shot know or something. i very know very 80 yeah or looking into the 80s this was this was 1976 and look how advanced he is right
0: was oh. two yeah. yeah and then a giant poster inside yeah. right yeah
1: but here's eleanor sending you the entire schedule of tour dates which right. now would be on a website. And back at the time, who would get, who would get that unless you had access to... Uh, to exactly. The, uh, so yeah. we
0: just spread the word to all our fans, and hopefully they spread the word. And he got a lot of people at this... Yeah, I guess it was a very popular tour. You know? And by then, colleges were huge fans of Star Trek because of the reruns that, that had given it a whole new life.
1: Right, right. Well, and that's what you know. Gene was touring the colleges, and uh-huh. Shatner was college or college adjacent. Yeah, and I love the flyer. And I guess you all pro- helped propagate uh, the flyer. Got a, disseminated that to your membership, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, sure. You were. What were you running then? Six hundred members or something? What was it?
0: Why, I have no idea. That was fifty. 50- some years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like a bunch.
1: <laughs> I know. It was still... I, it, it seemed to grow. I didn't know at some point if things tailed off a little bit or that no. excitement from the early, early days of no, renewal. No, it grew. You know.
0: It grew. Thank goodness it grew as, um, you know, as word got out because Star Trek fandom grew too with the reruns and everything. So we were getting a lot more people, you know, relatively. It wasn't the internet. We could only do so much.
1: One thing I didn't ask you the first time you were on, and, you know, so much of Star Trek fandom, I always talk about the fanzine world was enamored of Spock and Vulcans and Leonard. And, and that's one of the driving forces. And, of course, a lot of it was Shatner. And um, I just, when you were first watching Star Trek, did you just immediately gravitate to, you enjoyed the show, but Shatner was your guy, and Kirk, or how, just, what was it personally for you?
0: Because well, it sure
1: kept you involved for all those years.
0: yeah. i I really admired Shatner's acting. And, of course, he was gorgeous. And I was a young teenage girl <laughs> with her. Mouth, but also, Spock influenced me greatly. I think i I thought I'd probably go into the computer industry because of him, but of course, I didn't. But he I got into metaphysics because of him. um it, It's a huge part of my life to this day. So he, his philosophy really influenced me. And I, I was lucky to meet him at an auto show. Nobody was paying him any attention. And I hung out with him and talked about he had he had submitted some personal photos from his family's trip to Israel and the LNAF news, uh, newsletter, and they had actually a fanzine. So he autographed that. We talked about that for about 20 minutes. He was thrilled. It was Thanksgiving weekend. And he was wow. at a convention start in Denver at an auto show. <laughs> so, no,
1: wait, it wasn't a sci-fi convention. No. It was, he was at
0: they an auto show. he just booked him to be a
1: celebrity to get the kids in, right? And nobody
0: him. paid him any attention. It was in between Star Trek, anything. And so he was being ignored. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Same with Shatner. Shatner and Dewan were at an auto right. show as well. And so I got to meet them again.
1: So yeah. Those 70s were lean years for them as well as... Very Jane. much.
0: I think the uh, animated series was a blessing financially to the lesser stars because they were desperate. When yeah. I saw Michelle Nichelle Nichols at Equicon, she looked like she had bought her clothes from Goodwill. I mean, I stood right next to her and they were They were kind of tattered. And, you know, these poor people were starving. They weren't getting residuals.
1: Well, it was that first era. Nobody had ever seen anything like Star Trek before. So the penalty you pay for being a pioneer is no one gets it yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: the fans do. And then the fans all assume you're gods and they're all trying to still pay their mortgage. Because they've been stereotyped and no one's going to hire them for something else.
0: Oh, I know. And, you know, I was at plays where Shatner was living out of his camper van with his dog you know he Mm -hmm. had a a lot of tough times trying to pay child support for three kids and you know do commercials whatever he could get his hands on
1: well you mentioned uh you mentioned equicon so that, that was uh la
0: that was 1973 la it was the second big convention and at that time... You it, mean
1: after the, the first one, the famously, first one, was New York. New
0: York, I think that mm-hmm. only had three, 4,000 people. Joni Winston was in charge of that. And the second one was L.A., and I was lucky enough to go there. Um, and I think we had 6,000 people. They thought that was huge. The next that year... Was B.
1: Joe and John Trimbles.
0: Yeah, and the next year, there was 30,000 people at whatever con- convention. That was probably New York. But I saw everybody except Shatner Nimoy was there. It was such a joy. Roddenberry Magel, you know, Nichols, Dewan, Fontana, Theodore Sturgeon, David Gerald, Betty Ballantyne, Walter Koenig, Barry Atwater, John and Bijo, William Campbell, Robert Black, Matt Jeffries. It's like, wow, <laughs> everybody.
1: But yeah. see that's it that's the fuse that lit. It blew, the New York con and, and fandom yeah. was, was a ticking I say a ticking time bomb, a ticking time bomb of goodness. Yeah. Because nobody had experienced anything like this before. Yeah. So the seventies go on. I wanna you you shared some other things and we I was looking at them from our files too, the Roddenberry files too. We talk all the time about uh In between that desert, wandering the emptiness before the movie era, and knowing knowing that Star Trek was something, and yet trying to do other work, and normally you would move on, and you didn't want to look to the past, but Star Trek was different than anybody else's past that you moved on from. It was too big to walk away from, and that whole trying to, you know, Gene was the numero uno in that and the actors too like do I embrace this or do I walk away and not look like I'm you know living in the past cuz nobody had ever done this before and it was like oh you don't want to you know you don't want to be a washed up actor going to signing shows doing autographs you got to get out and do new stuff and same thing with producers and so this whole idea that Gene kind of does both <laughs> he moves into the future with his famous college speaking tour year after year I and promise. pays his mortgage and we laugh about it Kind of becoming—that's when it kind of became the guruification of Gene. (laughs) So you know what I'm saying? Right. So, so by '76, he's touring again, and you get to see him. I
0: did. I I have some little slides of his performance. Well, he didn't perform; he was up at a podium. Heaven help me, what he said. Honestly, that was 50 some years ago. (laughs) But I'm sure I was just enthralled. You know, that was. That was our our new dad I mean, he created this this world, yeah yeah this this guy was the major player, you know
1: well you'd been you'd be, it's been five years since you first got involved with Shatner's letter with your William Shatner letter exchange. It wasn't well, well. his, they were coordinating with you uh-huh. um, and it was never a fan club, it was fans having a way to contact each other and not feel you know share their passion and not feel isolated if that was a thing it was and not you know. But here you're getting to see Gene, of all people, live. Right. And you'd heard about the tours, and you got to go. I mean, what was when they announced the tour? Of course, you're helping announce it in the letter exchange, I'm sure, right? Right, Right. Did you have to pay for your ticket, or did you get a comp?
0: No, heavens. Nobody really knew who I was except on paper. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, if you look at the studs, these things were only a few dollars, I think. San Shatner in Boulder was $3.50 or something, you know, so not 70s. like today. Yeah.
1: Oh, the 70s. Well, what's, what's your, I love the ad here. This promises, are you saying that they didn't show the blooper after the blooper reels after? A,
0: you know, most of what I've read, most of the things promising the blooper reels did not allow the blooper reels. There was a legal hang up. So I don't remember if this. I've seen the blooper reels, but it was at a convention. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they showed it at this. Honestly, I don't remember. Um, well, I
1: know the earlier years he did, and then once it blew up into a known thing, I think. And I think Leonard was in, among those who said, you know, these are ungainly. Now, now they're now they're officially packaged on on the right. DVDs, right from yeah. the new shows. Yeah. But back at the time, you had to have bootleggers that uh, bootleg copies that the dealers who were helping at cons would show them, and that was a big draw. But oh yeah. I just, that and the clipping here of what's coming and Gene's attitudes here, a little mini interview. How big was the crowd? Was it a sellout? Was it, a, was it what you expected when you went?
0: I think that was pretty much a sold out crowd. This, the one I saw was in Denver, and then he also went to the Boulder campus, I believe, besides the Denver Auditorium. So, oh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty much sold out.
1: Enough to fill up to, what, 30, 45 miles away? Main Denver and then suburban Boulder.
0: Yeah, but Boulder's campus is enormous. I mean, and these.
1: Right. And the college kids. Are yeah. Gonna
0: <laughs> I don't know how many kids up. were there then, but
1: there's 30,000 well, now. <laughs> what was the most exciting thing of thinking you were going to see Gene Roddenberry live? That you didn't know after seven. You were part of the, you were part of the a step inside. So, but what, so yeah. what was going to be especially exciting for that?
0: Well, night? I had seen him at Equicon, so I knew he was real. <laughs> that was important, because <laughs> these people were kind of theoretical until he saw them in person, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and then to hear him speak and his vision of the future and his excitement about all of his plans, it was pretty impressive, you know, and of course, he's trying to get Genesis two going, and had a big old letter from from I don't know, I guess it was him, Paramount or somebody have a big old release mm-hmm. on Genesis 2, and that flopped. Um, right,
1: right. Right. His kind of Buck Rogers take on a future Earth. Yeah. And
0: his... I, I wish my memory was better, but gosh, you know,
1: <laughs> that
0: was a long time
1: ago. It's just about the thing. You So you'd seen him at EchoCon, but I going had. to... And being with a big arena situation. Yes. You know, environment.
0: Yeah. That was pretty exciting. And to see all the people... Admire him as very validating because, boy, as we called ourselves Trekkers, the original, because Trekkies seemed like they were kind of making fun of us. Um, but anyway, it's, we sure got teased a lot. My mom would give me crap all the time. And, you know, it, she was always embarrassing me about that. But anyway, it was very validating to see the world embrace yeah. him.
1: Yeah. You no, know, that's a that's what first generation fandom I it's so great to talk to young fans now who talk about their mom, their dad, their uncle, their aunt, their big brother, their niece, nephews, whatever. Uh huh. Brought them you know, and they have a sentimental attachment and first generation fandom I know if if it was an outright ridicule, at least it was indifference. Oh
0: my and, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But now and- People, you know, for the most part, people are pretty respectful if you mention Star Trek, unless they're total idiots, you know, what can I say? What can I say?
1: (laughs) It's sold sold a few tickets in its day. sold a few books and records And it's been
0: around many decades, so I think it's proven itself. And I feel so proud to be part of that. You know, it just, this was my family. We kept it going. We're still keeping it going. It's wonderful
1: and you're still watching not active but you're still
0: yeah yeah I am I still have all the the gear I still have the edict I have film clips still all my stuff that I love
1: (laughs) and I'm gonna say what generation uniform you you wore you dressed up for our for our session today
0: well this is basically next gen Voyager. yeah
1: Yeah, very much so. So anyway, Luanne, once again, it was great to have you on and share some of your goodies here and just give everybody, again, things have changed so much, but um, the core of what is Star Trek and what attracts people uh, is something fresh and new, even after 60 years. I don't think that's changed. Do you?
0: No, no. People are still looking towards a brighter future. We have a very, very grim world right now. You know, hopefully Star Trek will bring a lifting of, <laughs> of vibes and, and keep it going. We want that new world.
1: We sure do. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you. Hey everyone, The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. And all our documents, plus your chance to comment are available at facebook.com slash Files. Hey, for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47. Uh, yeah, that's me at larrynimechek.com. That's where you can link in for all the new Trek file swag and shirts too at our T public shop. Trek well everybody. This
0: is a Rottenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.